Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Kaylee and Brad. We hope and pray that you're staying safe and happy and healthy. This is episode 637, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. Simply text us at 636-395-0544 to book a trip or to get a free quote. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation, so please contact us today. So today we're continuing our series of Walt Disney World Resort Reviews. Uh, we hope you find these helpful and our past ones as well. And we understand that it can be really confusing and overwhelming to try to pick a spot when you're trying to choose where to stay on property. And we hope that this series has helped clarify a few things for you. Now, last week we wrapped up part two of the Fort Wilderness Resort and campground review. And that's a really great resort. And there was so much to cover. We had to split it into two parts. So last week we wrapped up part two of that. So now that we've finished that, we're moving on today to the next moderate resort on our list. So Vicki, which one is that? Well, I'm really excited about this one, you guys. It's Port Orleans French Quarter. And as you guys know from me talking, this resort was just announced that it is going to be open very soon and so they've started booking rooms in it and i know this is a moderate that people have really been longing for it's one of people's favorites and so by the time we get done going through all this hopefully we'll understand that because we have not stayed at one of these there are two port orleans resorts one of them is french quarter the one we're talking about today and then uh, riverside is the other one today we're focusing on french quarter and then of course the next review show will be on riverside so that we can compare the two um, we may not be able to touch on every single aspect of the resort, but we are going to hit highlights and probably some of the most commonly asked questions of guests when they're trying to decide what resort that they would like to stay at. Um, we will throw in insights and perspective experiences and recommendations that we may have as we're going along. Kaylee's going to kick us off by giving us an introduction and overview of Port Orleans French Quarter. So this resort, Port Orleans French Quarter, opened May 17th, 1991, and it's themed around the heart of the city of New Orleans, the French Quarter with plenty of fun Mardi Gras theming without, of course, I feel like they would do a disservice if there was not enough Mardi Gras, uh, if they were theming to New Orleans. It is the sister hotel to the adjacent Port Orleans Riverside, as we said, we'll cover that in a different show. The Sasagula River runs through the back of the resort and goes upriver to the Riverside Resort and then downriver to the Disney Springs area. So that's a perk of this resort. It's so close to Disney Springs. Port Orleans and the Dixie Landings Resort merged in 2001. And those two moderate resorts were, quote, sister resorts since their openings. They shared a common waterway, bus system, and other services. And the combined resort was dubbed Disney's Port Orleans, with the area formerly known as just Port Orleans, changing its official name to Disney's Port Orleans French Quarter, and the area formerly known as Dixie Landings, changing to Disney's Port Orleans Riverside. So kind of a mouthful, but they both changed. 
The highlights of Port Orleans French Quarter is that it's smaller and more walkable than most of the other moderate resorts. It has direct boat access to Disney Springs and you can find Mickey Beignets here. And that would be the thing that Kaylee's probably most excited about. I was just about to say, yes. Mickey Beignets, I'm a little bit ignorant on this. I keep hearing that term thrown around. What is a beignet? It's like those powdered donuts that I like with chocolate cream filling. Ah. You can get beignets in Epcot at the French patisserie, and that's where I've eaten them before in Disney World, and they fill theirs with Nutella. But this is the only place in Disney World that you can get them in the shape of a Mickey head. They're far more popular in Disneyland because of all the princess and the frog theming because beignets are a big thing in the New Orleans culture and it's built into the princess and the frog theming. So it is special that they're Mickey shaped. Okay, learn something new every day. So there you go. Thank you. All right, moving on. Uh, what about the general resort layout of this resort? Well, it's relatively compact compared to other moderate resorts. And just like Kaylee said, that's why it's on the list as one of the most quote unquote walkable of the moderate resorts. There are just over 1000 rooms, which are spread out between seven different buildings. And each of those buildings are three story. And each building also has three elevators as well as stair access. Now the buildings, they, they're themed to mimic the eclectic style of the French Quarter and they got various styles of shutters and doors and uh, iron railings. So most of the buildings do not face the parking lot. They look inside toward the courtyard style walkways instead. And so Port Orleans Square is the main building of the resort. And that's where you can find check-in food options, Magical Express drop-off and pickup, and the gift shop. So you probably are wondering what do the rooms look like because it seems like in every resort they're a little bit different. Besides listening to us, you could also YouTube if you're thinking about staying at this resort because a lot of times the YouTubers do a good job of um, touring and giving you every little detail, but I'm going to give you the best I can that you can visualize through audio. Most of the rooms have two queen beds. Um, a few of them have king size beds. Those are often found at the corners of each of the buildings because they don't have that many of those. Up to four guests and one child under three in a crib can stay in a room. They do have cots available for $15 a night, but you have to reserve those in advance because of course they're first come first serve like a lot of things. Um, the room does have two sinks outside the bathroom. It has cable and TV radio, an armoire, table and chairs, phone, a small safe, hair dryer, iron and ironing board a pack and play upon request, mini fridge, and a coffee maker. There are complimentary coffee packs um, supplied by housekeeping, or you can call the front desk and they will bring you some. The bed boards, bed rails, extra blankets, and pillows, baby cribs, and sharp containers are available, again, through housekeeping. And I, I thought this was really interesting because when we started this series, I don't think that I realized, of course, Kaylee and Joey were not small like toddlers or six or under whatever when we first started going i don't think that i realized that you could request bed rails so that your kids didn't fall out but i think that is nice that disney does that we did know about the extra blankets if you listen to um, our trip report from february we all asked for extra blankets because we each wanted our own so that we 
you know, didn't have to share. Isn't that nice of us? Anyways, there is complimentary Wi-Fi, all the rooms um, open to a covered exterior. They're all roughly the same layout and size. A small number of the rooms are designed specifically for wheelchair guests and all of the rooms are non-smoking. And I'm pretty sure that's around Disney property everywhere so far that we've done. But I do know that there are people that try to sneak that. So we do want to remind you that room requests are not guaranteed, but they do try to make every effort to honor requests. And if you want to joining or connecting rooms, you do need to tell people that, but even then they're not, they can't guarantee it. And I know this for a fact because I have guests there this week and I did put on their reservation that they would like to be connected and they're not even on the same hallway. So just be aware of that. They'll, Disney will do their best, but depending on when you visit, it could be impossible for them to make that happen. If you're wondering what the difference is between an adjoining room and a connecting room, here it is. Adjoining rooms are share the same wall, but don't have a door. Connecting rooms have a door that they can go between the two rooms without having to go out into the hallway. So again, Disney will do everything that they can to make that happen, but there are busier times and sometimes that's just not possible. Um, just try to remember that they're gonna try to make your trip as magical as possible and if they can't, it's not because they're just being rude. Um, I was sad for my clients, but they seem to be handling it fine. So hopefully everything works out when you go as well. So like dad was saying earlier, because of the compact layout, the views of these rooms are a little different from a, the other sets of resorts we've talked about. So the room views that are available at this resort, there are generally three. There's a standard view, which offers a view of the parking lot. I know, very grand. There's garden view, which offers a view of the inner streets of the hotel. And then there's water view, and that offers a choice between a view of the pool or the Sasagula River. But there is something to note that due to its smaller size, this resort does not offer preferred location rooms, which is often meaning closer proximity to the main buildings or closer to transportation hubs. However, the water view rooms overlooking the pool offer the same conveniences as traditional preferred rooms. So keep that in mind when you're booking, if you're wanting some of those, I guess, deluxe, or I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. More of the upscale perks. I don't know what you- Perks, I guess. If you're wanting some of those perks, like you could possibly be closer to transportation or possibly be closer to a main building, or you can just see society, you want a water view probably. Yeah, that's true. So Kayla, you just talked about the views. So let's talk about the damage to your pocketbook. What are, what are we talking about here? So rates do vary by season, as we've talked about through all these resort reviews and the holidays are obviously gonna be the most expensive, but here's a general low end to high end comparison. So on the low end, room rates can start as low as around 245 for a standard room and they can on and they can go as high on the high end as like almost 400 and that's for a king bedroom so again that's general low high all of that might be even higher during holiday season yeah it it definitely is the price is almost double but they're definitely significantly higher if you come around Christmas and New Year's Eve. Yep, 
just know that in advance. That is something that we've known being people that travel at that time every year. So a lot of people want to know, is French Quarter a good place to bring their kids? Which is interesting uh, because to me, I would think it's more adult oriented. That's that's what I've always thought because of New Orleans, I wouldn't really take a child there for vacation. But they said that yes, kids are definitely gonna have a good time there. They have a game room. They also have a small playground located by their pool, as well as a huge dragon water slide that's good for kids and adults that are young at heart. Um, the French Quarter is also well-suited for couples and could be quite romantic. And I think that that's more of what I've heard from everybody is that is a place that they like to go with their significant other um, to celebrate something. And it because it's kind of peaceful, I'm not saying that nobody goes there, but we know that the value resorts are really themed for kids. And so if you're looking for a ro more romantic spot, I would say probably the French Quarter. It doesn't mean don't bring your kids is what we're trying to say. I would definitely say as well, this is one of those resorts because it is moderate, a lot of the amenities are a little bit nicer. So if you're wanting to spend more time at the actual resort itself, there's gonna be a lot more, a lot more to do. And I think it's a little bit more separate from that hustle and bustle of the parks rather than being at a value resort where there's always coming and going from the parks where I think a lot of people staying there, like us, we're very heavy park goers where it's kind of like we sleep in the room and then we're like, okay, bye. And then we're out the door for the day. And then we don't come back till it's time to sleep kind of thing. So it also, I think just depends on what kind of trip you're going for. Yep. Now is the transportation service good because that definitely can make or break a trip as we've experienced in the past. If you're a park goer, yes. For sure. Bus service is adequate, but unfortunately all the buses for Port Orleans also serve all four bus stops of Riverside because they're sister resorts. And this can cause crowding during the busy seasons, especially. The boat also serves both Port Orleans and Riverside, but not as many people use the boat services, obviously, because buses are going to be a little faster. But if you're going to Disney Springs and you have time, use the boat. It's nice. It's relaxing. It's a ride. I mean, maybe if you have antsy children or kids that like get, or if you yourself get seasick, maybe don't do that. But it's a pretty view, though. I mean, it's different than when you ride the bus all the time. So if you have the time, I would definitely encourage people to take the boats. I always love to take the boats. Yeah, I would definitely say if you're going to Disney Springs, like there's no reason not to. Yeah, and I'm gonna circle back to something you said, Vic, about the French Quarter, like being suited for couples. Uh, it is really suited for that because it's kind of quiet and it's got a it's got a sophisticated feel, but they don't overdo it. So there's lots of romantic spots and, you know, fountains and relaxing sand, relaxing landscapes and soft lights throughout the resort. And so it's great for just an evening walk or a quick kiss or I guess more, depending on where you are in the resort. I don't know. <laughs> um, the Sasagula River path is a great place for a romantic evening walk as well. So they have lots of things that, like Kaylee, you were saying, it's kind of more off the beaten path 
not so much hustle bustle at the resort itself. So I think that's good. So a lot of people want to know what kind of transportation uh, to the parks that they can use while they're at French Quarter. But due to the smaller size of the French Quarter and the layout, there is only one bus stop, which is located in the front of the Port Orleans Square. And you, you need to note that the buses to French Quarter also service the Riverside Resort. And though pick up and drop off typically occurs at Port Orleans French Quarter first, bus service regularly scheduled runs every 10 to 15 minutes during the busy season, 15 to 20 minutes when it's not as busy. The bus stop is right in front of the main lobby. One bus runs to each of the following uh, areas, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, Blizzard Beach. And then there is one bus that runs to Typhoon Lagoon and Disney Springs. And as we all know, Typhoon Lagoon is currently not open. And there is some rumor about whether or mutterings, I should say, of whether or not Typhoon Lagoon is even going to reopen. We don't know that yet. So that bus would just run to Disney Springs at this point. With regards to Disney Springs, another transportation option is also available, and that is boats. We just talked about that a little bit. On the backside of the pool area against the river is a dock that accesses the Sasagula River ferry boats. When you return from Disney Springs, you're going to be on the lookout for the purple flag boat to signify French Quarter, otherwise you could get on the wrong boat. During the slower times, the boat service between both French Quarter and Riverside are condensed down, so you'll look for a purple and yellow flag. The boats depart daily every 20 minutes from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., and then every 10 minutes from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m., because that is like the hopping time at Disney Springs. And due to popularity and limited seating, limited seating capacity, you may experience an extended wait before you get to board. And all guests may have to disembark at the destination and then reboard at the queue line for the return trip. Just depends on what the captain says and depending on how crowded it is. The boat dock is in the back of this hotel property. So again, if you have the opportunity, ride the boat. It is a really, really pretty ride. Why not? You want to feel like you're on vacation. Now, here's kind of the rub because I know sometimes, especially if you have reservations at other resorts especially like dining reservations that can be kind of something you don't if you don't plan ahead for that you can be kind of stressing in the moment of how do we get there without having to take a taxi or take an uber which not everybody wants to do especially depending on how big your family is so here are some options the question being how do you get to other disney resorts just straight from french quarter port orleans french quarter now you can drive or take an uber you can take a taxi but i think uber and lyft are now what runs this country i would suppose at least in my generation <laughs> but disney transportation is an option and that's free you just have to plan the time ahead of that so if you're just trying to get to the riverside resort which is just the sister resort from french quarter you can get on any of the buses that stop there at the bus stop and you can get off at the main lobby of the Riverside Resort because like we said earlier, French Quarter is the first stop and then it goes to Riverside. The other ways to get to the Riverside would include just walking because there's lots of walkways and you can go by boat as well. Walking, if you choose to go that way, it's along the scenic pathway and that's approximately seven to 10 minutes from food court to food court. And then if you take a boat, 
you head to the marina and those boats depart every 20 minutes from 9, 10 a.m. until 11 p.m. So you got a pretty big window there. Now, if you're just trying to get to any other Disney resort that is not part of Port Orleans, you can take a bus either to Disney Springs or any other Disney park and you get off at that destination. Then you switch to the bus, a boat if it's offered or a monorail if it's offered that goes to the resort that you wanna go to. But please be aware of what time the park closes that you're going to to use the transportation so that you can actually get back to Port Orleans French Quarter at the end of the day. You have to be careful of that. So it does require some extra planning if you're trying to get to another resort, but it's very possible if you choose to like use an Uber, which I know we've done that before because there's only four of us. So sometimes we're like, we're just going to Uber because it's faster and it's just not too expensive and it's quick but i mean if you have a big family or if you just want to like say you took multiple forms of transportation you can do it that way too you got options yeah good call kaylee because sometimes you might want to use the less busy forms of traps of transportation but sometimes that usually means you're going to take longer so you just got to plan it in advance like especially if you have reservations just like you were saying most importantly, remember that Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios both close much earlier than the other two parks. So like Kaylee said, definitely be checking in on that. Uh, the only problem is you'd have to call an Uber, but you don't want to come over on a boat and then be like, oh, there's no bus to take me back to my resort. And then you'd have to call an Uber. So yeah, just prepare, prepare is always a good key here. Yeah. And another thing is knowing what time those parks close just because you can try to beat the rush as well. So that way you're not trying to get home at the same time as everybody else is trying to get home. And that will save you a lot of frustration as well. This is true. All right, next up in our discussion is something near and dear to our hearts. Vic, I'll let you sing the tagline. Food, glorious food. That's it. So where can I get something to eat at French Quarter? So there's only really one place to eat at French Quarter, and that's Sasagula Floatworks and Food Factory. So it's a food court where you can eat from 6 a.m. to midnight. Now, the hours do vary, so be sure to check those hours at check-in. Um, you can also head over to Riverside and have dinner at Boat Rights, and that's a full-service restaurant. Sasagula Pizza Express does deliver pizza to French Quarter, but that delivery stops at midnight, just so you're aware. So you have a few options. Obviously, the food court is the main one, but not, not an overly abundant choice of food options at this resort. However, if you come back and you're hungry from the parks, it's good to know that, like, if you had a small child and you were staying there and you wanted something to snack on to be able to have a pizza delivered to your room until midnight is pretty incredible yes we have done that before at other resorts sometimes it, it hits the spot it's exactly what you need right even if you have a big child he'll eat the i was whole gonna thing. say yes our, our big child likes to do that too that's true <laughs> is there a bar or lounge and there is a bar or lounge surprisingly it's called the scat cats lounge and a pool bar called marty grog's Scat Cat's Lounge is located in the main lobby of the building with both alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages available. 
alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages also can be ordered from Mardi Gras Pool Bar. Those are some interesting names. True. I would hope there'd be alcoholic beverages at a bar. That'd be kind of lame. Just saying. <laughs> now, we just said there's pool bar. So obviously there's pool. And this pool is heated. It's called Dubloon Lagoon. It's located at the back middle of the resort. And this overlooks the Sasagula River. It's right next to it. This pool features a larger-than-life sea serpent slide with King Neptune sitting on top. Colorful Mardi Gras-themed cartoon alligators are scattered across the pool area. Now, the water slide closes at 10 p.m. It is turned off and locked up, so you cannot use it. Don't try to use it unless you want to get banned from Disney, bro. Not a good call. And the lifeguards go off-duty at 10 p.m. as well. And after that, it's swim at your own risk. So keep that in mind. I'm surprised they even allow swimming without a lifeguard. Me too, just for safe. I mean, I guess that sign covers, yeah, is what covers their butt. Like they have that sign posted so that, like, if people get in, they can be like, we had a sign. Well, that that's what I was uh, surprised about when, on the resort we did last week, Brad. Their pool's open 24 hours. Yeah. And it sounds like this one is too. It's just swim at your own risk. Right. There's right. no lifeguard. So. I don't know. I think that's kind of weird. I, I would think they would at least close for midnight to six or something like that. I don't know. I almost wonder if it's a safety thing on, I almost wonder if it's legally more safe. It's safer for Disney to do it that way because if they lock up their pools for a certain amount of time and somebody gets in, somebody could say, well, is it really that safe if somebody was able to access the pool? like when it was closed it should be locked up way more than this and maybe because they don't have a way to keep it that barred off from people when it's actually closed for what six hours in the middle of the night they just figure yeah maybe it's safer to just post swim at your own risk you know that's true because you know you have people at subdivision pools that try to hop the fence when it's closed that's true could be all right next up is there a hot tub Yes, there is one hot tub located by the pool. Now, it's supposed to close at 2 a.m., but there's never a point where people are not allowed in it. So, yes, it closes, but no, it doesn't. It's kind of the same as the regular pool. And so as long as people keep the volume to a reasonable level, you can go into the hot tub at any time. However, since there's only one hot tub, I wouldn't expect it to be very intimate unless it's like 4 a.m. Maybe. I don't know. And you'll, because you'll usually find others in the water, in the hot tub with you. So just FYI, it doesn't close, but you're probably not going to be alone. So. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the one to say it. Like dad said earlier, this is a nice place for romantic couples. But if you get lucky enough and find yourself in there alone, don't, this is not one of those places, you know, to do things other than kissing. Because if you do, I'm going to hunt you down, people. It's <laughs> Disney still. It's a family-friendly resort still. You got to keep it family-friendly. Yep. So we do realize that sometimes people go to Disney and don't want to go to the park. So is it a possibility that there's something for people to do, recreational activities, if they stay at the French Quarter? And yes, there is. Um, there are five championship Disney golf courses that you have access to at the French Quarter. Complimentary transportation is available from the resort um, through Bell Services. There's themed water recreation areas at Dubloon Lagoon, 
complete with Mardi Gras dragon slide and alligator fountains, which Kaylee talked about earlier at the pools. There's bike rentals. There's marina watercraft rentals featuring pedal boats, pontoon boats, and canopy boats. And I don't know if all of those are reopened yet, but they are starting to open up now that all things are kind of getting back to normal, even though some parts of the United States are not. Um, the arcade is open. All of those are open right now. There are Surrey bikes. There's cane pole fishing. There's fishing excursions for up to five guests that you can check into. And there are even evening carriage rides. You just have to ask the concierge services when you check in for the details and the pricing and to ensure that these activities are going on when you're there. Like I said, some of them still haven't reopened from pandemic, but things are opening up more and more every day. So we just, we can't keep track of it from actually day to day. We do our best. Is there a store at the hotel? Yes. I think it'd be kind of sad if there wasn't, honestly. That's the fun part. You got to walk through the store. <laughs> Some of these resorts just have way fewer stores than others. And this is one I think that doesn't have a lot. There is a store, but it's not a whole lot. That's true. But this store is called Jackson Square. And it's located in the main lobby building. That's typically where they put them. So while you're checking in, you know, you can spend some money while you're at it. It opens at 6.30 a.m. every morning and it closes every night at 11.30 p.m. The store sells Disney memorabilia as well as hotel memorabilia, stamps, postcards, film, some over-the-counter medication, snacks, soda, wine, beer, and hard liquor. You know, if you didn't get turned enough at the pool bar, you can stock up. I think it's interesting that they still list film. Do they really still sell film? Um, I think they do because some people now, it's become more of a trend to use throwaway cameras again. Oh, okay. And um, I think because a lot of, it's probably because a lot of people use Polaroid again. I did know that, yes. And so I think a lot of it might be for Polaroid as well. Interesting. So that might be interesting. If you are somebody who shoots with a Polaroid camera, they might actually have some film for you to buy there. Probably very overpriced, but I mean, it's there. Yep, that's true. As everything else, overpriced. So it's not out of line. So, all right. So if you're heading to French Quarter and you have plans to dress up and look snazzy, or you're there for a business trip for whatever reason, you might want to know, well, can I get my clothes cleaned? And yes, you can. Uh, there is a laundry facility and a dry cleaning facility and a dry cleaning service available. So the laundry facility is medium sized and it's located by the pool. Now, there is a warning, the washers and dryers there do not accept cash. That's do not accept cash. They accept only credit or debit cards. And for the dry cleaning, you call the service, they come pick up your clothes, clean them, and then return them, obviously for a fee. So it's doable, you can do it. If you're worried about your wrinkled clothes, you can get them, you can wash them, dry them, or get them dry cleaned, it's possible. I like that the machines only take credit or debit cards because for one thing, quarters would weigh down your suitcase and we all know we're always pushing the maximum limit on our suitcases anyway. Yep. And then Disney doesn't have to worry about making change for people. So yep. that was a good call, Disney. Good call. 
So up until recently, I couldn't walk very big distances until my second knee surgery was completed. So one of my visits, we had to rent a wheelchair. So can I do that when I stay at French Quarter? And the answer to that question is yes. At the lobby concierge in the main building, you can borrow a push wheelchair for the entire time that you're at the French Quarter. Of course, there's a deposit that's required for when you check in, or excuse me, when you check out the wheelchair. But upon returning the wheelchair, the deposit is refunded to you in full. That is the only cost for renting a wheelchair through a Disney resort. Now, they want you to know that wheelchair availability is on a first come first serve basis. But you can also rent some from local vendors who deliver things to your hotel, which is actually what I did. But it is good to know that that is available because I know that somebody got hurt while they were at Disney World uh, last year and they were able to just borrow one from the resort until it was time to go home. And I will say I was a little bit nervous when we first got you a scooter, Vic, but they do it right. The, the, those services have it. They they were on top of it. Like they delivered it when they said they would, picked it up where they said they would. So they got it down pat. The, they got their system. It's good. Yeah, so don't let the lack of being able to walk very far stop you from going because I, it was at first embarrassing for me, but I eventually got over it because I wanted to be at Disney, so. Now we kind of covered this a little bit before when mom was talking about what is available in the rooms, but uh, we're gonna get down into some details. Are there TVs? Now with all the Disney resorts, there is one flat panel TV in every single room. The channels include basic Orlando cable, which is NBC, CBS, etc. The Disney Channel and the Walt Disney World Network, which airs information about Walt Disney World 24 hours a day that is helpful when planning what you will do the next day or on your next trip to Walt Disney World. That is like the beautiful music that's on your TV when you enter and it's magical. If you miss part of the planning information on the Walt Disney World Network, don't worry because it is constantly repeated. And the Walt Disney World Network is available in both English and Spanish on separate channels, which is good to know. And the reason I'm, I kind of wanted to talk about this, Vic, you said there used to be this lady, I believe her contract is up. She's been doing it for lots of years, but she's on the Disney network. Must see TV or must do must Disney. Must do Disney. Must yeah. do Disney. Stacey Aswad. Yeah, that's the, that's one of the programs that's on repeat and they show you like all the rides and stuff where you can go. The must do things at Disney. Uh, unfortunately, her contract came to an end and I don't think she got renewed, but. No, they're gonna do something differently, but not, it's not gonna be her talking it out. It's just gonna be people showing, like different cast members showing different aspects of Disney that would be a good idea to do. Yeah. All right, well, so we, we talk a lot about the front desk and the concierge. So what's the difference? Sometimes there's overlap. You can get the same thing accomplished at one that you can the other, but sometimes there is a specific difference. So the concierge desk, that's in the main lobby building and they can do things for you like arrange dining reservations, sell park admission tickets and rent the wheelchairs to the, the guests and ask just and answer just a variety of questions that you might have about Walt Disney World in general. Now, the front desk is also in the main lobby across from the concierge. That's mainly for the purpose of check-in, check-out, like if you have an issue with your room or your keys, 
that's generally where you would go for that. So there is a distinction there, although sometimes I think you can get things done at either. It just depends. It depends on how busy they are. They are yeah. designed for different purposes, of course. But the one thing that I wanted to point out that you just said was about the arranging the dining reservations. Of course, we always recommend that you have your ad advanced dining reservations the 60 days out just because we want you to get what you want to make your trip magical. However, I will tell you that those concierge desk people can make, our cast members can make magic for you because sometimes you can't get a, a dining reservation or you need something moved for a reason a lot of times they can work a deal if you know if when it was the pandemic the numbers were hard but i think now that things are lightening up a little bit that magic could return so if you ever get to a to a resort and you decide hey i decided i do want a reservation for here ask the concierge i feel like they can make magic for you if you didn't rebook or book in advance like 60 days out like we try to encourage people to do yeah, and actually this next one is on is on our list of questions here too, Vic. I put it on here because you have experience with this of switching resorts. Oh, yeah. So yeah, go ahead and talk about that. So a lot of people want to know, do they have bell service to move your luggage? So when you arrive at the front entrance, if your room is not ready, you give your luggage to bell services and they will give you a ticket. This is what Kaylee and I did on our last trip we left our luggage at the resort and left it with them and then when we came back our luggage they brought our luggage to our room for us so that we didn't have to worry about that now you're not required to tip these people but just keep in mind they don't make that much money and they take good care of your stuff so you might want to go ahead and do that um when it's time for you to check out then you can call bell services and they will come and pick up your luggage for you they again if you're not leaving and you're going to go to the park before it's time for you to depart on the magical express or drive home or whatever you're however you're getting home they will keep it safe for you if you or if you're switching resorts which kaylee and i will be doing in october where we come in at one resort for a night and then switch you call bell services they come they bring the little ticket with them and they say what resort are you going to and then they transport the luggage for you and it will be there at your next resort when you get there. So like the one day we went to Magic Kingdom, they came and picked up our luggage. They took it over to uh, from All Star Music to Animal Kingdom. And then when we got to Animal Kingdom, the only thing is they don't bring it straight to your room until you're there. If you're switching resorts, it's just a security thing. They wanna make sure that you're in that room so that they don't put luggage in, in the wrong room. If you're just like what we did in February, we only were staying in that one room. So they just delivered it to our room for us. But it is very nice and I would encourage you, I'm not saying you have to break the bank, but a nice tip to those people because they're very nice and luggage is heavy. Our luggage is always heavy. Yeah, I just think this is an incredible perk of staying on property when you switch, if you switch resorts. Because I don't know about anybody else, but to me, dealing with luggage is a stress event. It's just stress to me having to try to get your luggage in the right spot, do, you know, do the right thing so that you're not having to lug it all over the place. So to me, this is a great perk, especially if you're switching resorts on property. They kind of take care of that for you. Again, you do need to tip them, like you said, but it's kind of a out of sight, out of mind thing. And they are 
they are helping you maximize your time in that way because again you're paying a lot of money to stay on resort and like go to the disney parks and so in this way like you don't have to actually like pack up your stuff and get on a bus with all your luggage and then right. go over like we just explained how you transfer resorts and like do all of that on your own when that could take like a third of your day that's the whole hassle i'm talking about it yeah. just stresses me out so and so they're saving you a lot of time and you can maximize your time in the parks or doing whatever else it is you're doing yep now are animals allowed at the french quarter only animal the only animals that are allowed are service animals for the disabled so seeing eye dogs are an example of this and you have to provide proof that the animal in question is providing a necessary service paperwork of some sort a certificate you have to have that proof you can't bring fido just because you're missing him i don't even think i know a lot of especially seeing eye dogs they have vests that they wear a lot of times to mark them as such i'm not even sure that that's necessarily proof enough yeah, you might have to provide documentation. I'm not sure exactly what they require, uh, but be sure to ask that at check-in if you have any questions. Actually, I would encourage you, that's another reason you should use a travel agent because they will work out all that information for you so that you're not worried about it once you arrive. Mm-hmm. Better safe than sorry. Bring all the stuff you need and be like, this is literally all the information I have on this animal. There you go. All right, a couple of final things. Uh, is there an ATM? Uh, yes, there's an ATM in the main lobby, but be aware the bank may charge you a $2 fee and that fee will be added onto the withdrawal amount. And it's in addition to any fee your own bank may charge. $2 in Disney is nothing. Yeah, no kidding. But it could be if your bank charges 10 on the other end. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so how do you get to French Quarter from Orlando International Airport? There are four ways. You can rent a car, but remember that you'll be paying a daily parking fee at French Quarter if you do that. You can use a town car service. You can take a taxi or Uber that Kaylee mentioned earlier in the show. And until December 31st of this year, you can take the Magical Express, which is a free shuttle service through Disney at this point. There will be something after January. We still don't know all of the details on that, but we, of course, will keep you up to date on that. Where is the French Quarter located? It is located in the Disney Springs Resort area. As we said, there's river access to Disney Springs, so it is obviously close enough that you can take a boat. It's just off Bonnet Creek Parkway, and it is adjacent to Riverside, just downstream on the Sasagula River. Again, that would be why it is so secluded and quiet. Yes, very nice. And final thing, check-in and check-out times. So check-in time is 3 p.m. Now, sometimes your room may still not be available by 3, but if you're using the My Disney Experience app, you should get a notification of that, that it's not. Um, they do their best to make that 3 p.m., though, to get your room ready. Check-out time is 11. You can request late check-out. I always say it never hurts to ask because... I want to stay there as long as I can. And I'm not a morning person because it's the devil's hour. So I like a late checkout if I can get it. And usually they'll honor it unless they're just really slammed and they can't honor it for some reason. But the latest that we've been able to stay is one. Yes, yes. That's what they told Brad the last time that one is really the latest that they like to have a late checkout. Yeah. 
Well, Kaylee and Brad, thank you so much for helping us share the review of Port Orleans French Quarter. This was a lot of fun, and I hope that the listeners found it as helpful as we did. Uh, be sure to continue to tune in for more resort reviews. Of course, the next one will be Riverside, and then we'll be able to start hitting some of those value resorts. A few final reminders before we sign off. You can simply text us at 636-395-0544 with questions or comments to book a trip, to get a free quote, or if you're interested in being a guest on our show, it only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation, so contact us today. You can check us out on our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or our Your Story Travel TikTok account, at Your Story Travel. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, everybody, I think it's about that time. Disney love and pixie dust. Just keep swimming. Have a magical day, my friends. 